Action Park Media. Hello, everyone. Well, you are in for such a delight. I interviewed, gosh, just the fantastic Deborah Silverman. She is an astrologer. She's been a psychologist. She's a phenomenal woman, has so much energy and pizzazz and delight and flair. And I loved this chat. Some of the answers to why I struggle with certain types of self-care actually could be because of your, as well as it is because of my star sign. And uh, that was a really cool thing to learn today about how different elements and particularly the missing element for you can be the key to unlocking some uh, quick, fast ways to help with your mental health and what things that work for you and don't work with you um, based on your elemental chart. So yeah, you're going to love it. This is Pretty Depressed with Deborah. I am joined by the amazing Deborah Silverman. Now you just said we have the same birthday. So I was like, Whoa, wait, we have to record this. So welcome my Gemini friend. <laughs> I'm so thankful I'm a Gemini. Me too, except we do often, and not in your horoscope readings, but often get a bit of a hard time in horoscope. I'm writing a new book, and part of the new book is taking off those stereotypes. There's nothing wrong with having multiple personalities. And by the way, everyone does. That is so good to hear, because whenever I say, oh, I'm a Gemini, people go, oh, I'm like, that's a horrible response. (laughs) They they do the same thing to Scorpios. They're mean. It's not true. You think God was having a bad day when she made you? No. I don't think so. I don't think I'm delightful. Most of the, <laughs> actually all of the time, I'm either happy or sad. I don't have an angry bone in me. It's like one of the others. Everyone's like, watch you're out. Double, you know you're a double Gemini? No, I was actually wondering how you want this next 40 minutes to roll because I know you've done your research on me, which selfishly I'm like, we can do an episode about me and you can take the reins. Go for it. <laughs> We're not going to, that's on my podcast. You come on my podcast and I will do your show. But this podcast is all you. So I'm not taking over. Okay. That's totally fine. I was just. On my podcast, that's what I do in case you're interested. It's called the I Don't Believe Astrology Podcast. And I have a lot of fascinating people and I look at their chart and explain it. And it's so interesting. I love that. Is that a service that you offer to individuals as well? I don't work personally as an astrologer anymore. I've trained. I do this matchmaking process where people call and they send me their chart and I hook them up to one of my 22 certified astrologers. I have definitely certified and done a really rigorous training program and they're as good as me. Um, And every once in a while, I will do a reading for someone if I decide to. So explain to me what a double Gemini is because that is new information. Everyone would like to know what. It means if they're a double something or a, yeah. Well, let's, let's simplify it. So the sun sign is your ego. It's your personality. You're, that's where the first externalization of your personality, you can't control. We can't control ourselves. We use our hands when we talk and we think all the time. That's the Gemini. The moon describes your inner world. Think about it being up at night. Yes. And so it's the inside, it's the, it's the part of us that, I'm just looking at your moon, which is in Virgo. So it the moon describes the internal world or the emotional therapeutic land we live in that we don't tell anyone because it's dark and it creates tears because the moon rules water on the planet. So it rules the water in us and it moves very quickly and it affects your emotional body. Yes. And the third category based on your birth time 
which is how I remember Gemini rising, is what was on the eastern horizon at the moment of your birth. And so you were born right when the sun was rising, right early morning. So the sun and the rising were the same. It was coming, like literally the sun was in the constellation of Gemini and that made you a double Gemini. What was on the eastern horizon? Oh, the sun was in your case. So the sun and the rising sign are the same. That makes you a double Gemini. In which case the rising sign is the soul. It's called the rising sign or the ascendant is another word we use. And that describes the part of us we're rising into. So you've got an advantage because your ego, Gemini, and your soul, your rising sign are the same. So your ego is following your soul, which makes you very soulful. I'd love to hear it. That's great. (laughs) The rest of us have to go chasing our souls. And sometimes it's really conflicted. Like the soul is fire and it wants you to show off and your ego is water and it wants you to be shy. And now you're like, which one do I do? And the goal in astrology is to always follow the rising sign. So you're lucky because you get to follow the rising sign takes you right to your own natural being. It's not distinct. It's not different. It's not a struggle. For many of us, it's a struggle. Love an easy path. I'll take it. Out of curiosity, and I won't make this overly personal, but what are some of the, because I'm not a Virgo, I don't know what those traits are. So if my moon is a Virgo, what would be some, and I know that there's a spectrum. Your your emotional body is very critical and you never think you're getting it right. And you're you're always feeling like, uh uh-oh, I probably should have, could have, would have. So there's an internal emotional realm. Virgo is very highly sensitive and critical to anything that they don't think is appropriate. And Gemini couldn't give a shit about being appropriate. So that's a big conflict. That's one of those examples where it suggests there's a struggle between freedom and messy and no, appropriate and clean. And you're like, who wins in this game? It's living right in your head, a ping pong match. You know, that's fascinating as... I know you've done your your astrology research on me, but that's a huge reason that I have this podcast because when I was diagnosed with depression, I felt so confused and I didn't understand the concept of two things can be true or living in duality because I am so vivacious. And then I was like, is this fake? But it's not, it's the real me, the parts of me I love, but the parts of me I kept hidden are, you know, I have um, severe negative self-talk, which I'm in therapy and working That's Virgo. That's what Virgos do, severe negative self-talk. Yeah, and it's exhausting. And I didn't understand because whenever I thought of depression, I thought of that stereotypical movie depression that can't get out of bed. But my depression personifies usually as sort of the overachiever, the um, active relaxer, the keep it busy, sort of um, that self-critical. That's double gem. They yeah. wiggle all the time, double Gemini. And then the moon in Virgo goes, would you stop it? And you're like, don't be so mean. It happens right inside of you. Wow, that's so exactly me. Well done, Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Dead out of dead. Um, how did you, if you and speak to as much or as little to your own journey as you like, but how did you find yourself sort of into this work? Was it were you finding a struggle like I was trying to identify what the hell was going on or yeah. How did, how did you end up in this way? So I grew up in a very dysfunctional family where it was extremely dramatic and dangerous. And it was curious to me as a Gemini of why they behaved the way they behaved. So that was the bedrock was kind of the underbelly of like, someone's got to explain this to me. And then I had a natural interest from a very young age about astrology. It was like the easiest shortcut for me to explain when the person came to my house and it was during a holiday and all my family was sitting at the table and this person started, she was a triple Gemini. She started describing each of the characters. I was like, 
wait, how would she know my crazy, extreme Jewish American family that was like cuckoo? And now she's explaining them to me. And I said, what did you just do? I want to do what you just did. And that's how it started. Wow. And for anyone who is perhaps on the, uh, you know, I think it's always one of those things that for most of us, we know at least our star sign and perhaps we dabble into it or read an occasional horoscope and there's a spectrum of them people who really live by it. Do you find or would you find as a a way of healing? I mean, this is a, a podcast ultimately about mental health of like understanding or how have you found whether it's been people you've worked with or just working in this space, how much has astrology and understanding this work helped people? Yeah, I think I would be like, I'm just looking at your chart. Yes. I would say, because I am, I don't know if you know this, I have a master's degree in clinical psychology. I did read in your thing, psychologist. I was like, let's go there as well. My entire life as a therapist. I spent 40 years there before I was, before I, now I have a school where I teach astrology to therapists because it is the shortcut. So the four elements, the simplest way to get to the answer to you that you asked, there's a book I've written called The Missing Element is there's a small questionnaire in the middle of the book and you figure out your missing element and that describes why you're depressed, water, why you're so indecisive, air, why you're a workaholic, earth, and why you have this indulgence, fire. So all the elements carry- Can we be all four as you're- Yes, Yes, of course. Of course, and that's what the book's about. There's four wheels in a car. If one goes down, the whole thing goes, and you want to be all four, but not on the low road. I just described the low road of all four. So I also suffered from depression for most of my life. And it took me a long time to navigate. That's water. That's the element where you can't explain why you're in a mood, why you're feeling heavy, why it's making you cry, and why the news is impossible for you to hear. Because you're an empath. I Since October 7th, I've cried every single day. Not a day has gone by. And I now I know to celebrate it. Like, that's not depression. I realized it. That's called sensitivity. Now, there is chemical depression where you're missing a chemical. That's a different conversation, said the therapist. But in the pure astrology lingo, if you're someone who likes to be alone, you have this in your chart. You have a little bit of a recluse, even though you present like little Miss Social Butterfly. If you're someone who sits next to someone and you get a feeling immediately, you don't want to talk to them, or you're completely taken and you fall in love in 14 seconds, that's water. You're, you're, you lose your boundaries. Their, their negativity becomes yours. Their beauty becomes your. You can't find your. So that's the water element. If it's air and you find yourself, I cannot figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. If I, if I tell you how many times I hear people say that to me as an astrologer, I'm in the wrong job. I'm in the wrong relationship. Or is this the right relationship? Or what do you think? That's air. If you're, this is depression. If your mind suffers with internal dialogue, that is constantly indecisive and you can't follow through. We, we see it in my school because my school's a very short class. It's six weeks, it's once a week, but I see the people with too much air. They love the class, but they don't follow through. Mm-hmm. So their mind changes their opinion. I'm going to go study Reiki now. I'm going to go study divination cards now. I'm going to go do ayahuasca. Like, hold on, back up the bus air, stick to something. Oh, it, it's, it sneaks out of the box. That's what air does. If if you've got a bad case of earth, which you also have a little bit of this, that's yeah, the, I'm like, mom, a delicious combination of them all. How fun. All of them. <laughs> if you suffer from too much work, not feeling safe here, 
feeling like you'll never have enough money and you really work hard, but no one appreciates you or you can't get your job. You can't figure out what to do. And maybe you don't have money. That's an earth depression. It makes people very critical of themselves and their self-esteem is diminished. And they always say things like, I'm not that good. I'm not that good. I'm not really good at this. I don't really like, it's not the decision. It's the critic that you name. That's moon and Virgo's earth that can really implode. And it turns into a low grade complainer. Like I have to go to work again. Oh, I have to do the dishes again. I got to wake up like, excuse me, earth people stop complaining. But that's what creates depression is you feel like you're overburdened by how much you have to do. And the last is fire. And they're the indulgers. Oh, have another drink. Oh, just eat a little bit more. Oh, light it up. Oh, we, you know, we're just going to have a, a sexual episode. Don't we'll know. The fire people have this intense energy that then makes them feel guilty because they had the other drink because they woke up with the hangover. So all of these are prone psychologically in the name of our mental health. Now, the high road, my book is about this. There's a low road and a high road. The high road of water people, those sensitive ones that are so tender, that cry so easily, is you learn meditation. You put on spa music. You put on candles and incense. You soften your world by pulling away from people guilt-free. Can I ask a, a, a question here? And this might be me asking the therapist. And it might just... <laughs> I feel so much resistance to meditation, yet it's it's always the answer that comes up. I've tried, like, I just... No, you never tell just, a Gemini to meditate. That's mean. Oh, okay. Gemini Virgo cannot meditate. I always tell people there's different ways to meditate. If you tell a Gemini with moon and Virgo to stop, to sit and like, listen, then their internal dialogue gets louder and louder. Okay. And now they're like, if this is meditation, get me out of here. I'm so glad I asked this question because I think I do like I, I run away from self-care as a self-abandonment exercise. And I'm like, I like it's always the answer, you know, live in my feminine energy and relax. Oh, and so here's your version. Here's a double Gemini moon and Virgo. Your version is you have to walk and put music on to get the noises to get out of your head. That's a meditation for you. Putting yeah. on a, a you know, headset on some favorite music and it just lets you get out of your thoughts. Yeah. Need music and sound and guided meditation. You are not trust. You are unsupervised. You will hurt yourself. I really appreciate that nugget. If nothing else from today, that actually makes me and my mom sitting here too. We're like, she's nodding like, okay, good. The one time we've tried to meditate, we both fell asleep and we're like, oh God, we're so bad at this. And then the guilt. Yeah, we're not doing that. That's not a Gemini. That is not natural. And that's unfortunate. As an astrologer, my job is to custom design people's mental health. So they don't turn it like that's a perfect thing for your moon in Virgo. I can't even meditate. I know. Of course. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt. You were telling us about the high road, but yeah. <laughs> it was such a concrete example. Yeah. Everyone has a unique style. The value of astrology is I carve out a, a really good astrology reading. You finish. And I would have said to you, do not meditate. You are here to walk, move, do yoga. And then during Shavasana, at the end, when you finish making love, finally it's quiet. You can't get to quiet without having action. Oh, it's usually burnout. Yeah, it's like getting to exhaustion. See, once you know you don't have to see the problem with meditation, that word is so charged. The earth person puts it on their schedule, meditates for 17 minutes, and at the end of it, they feel worse. But they did it. The fire person's like, oh my God, we're not meditating. We're going to go get high. 
That's where I go have a drink. That'll give me meditation. And that's true. There are ways to alter the psychology and do it on your, that's self-care. Self-care is astrology 101. And we use the elements, the ele- the very entrance level for astrology before it gets all sophisticated is that book, The Missing Element, which you can buy on my website and I'll stick your chart in it. So I, yeah, I actually- I'm, I'll do that immediately. So- <laughs> but that once you figure out your elemental district, like you have no fire in your chart. You probably don't know that. Zero. And fire is the loud, obnoxious, funny, show off in the middle of the room. And part of you wants to do it. And part of you doesn't know how to do it. Hmm. Interesting. But you're supposed to be shiny, which you are extremely pretty. I mean, it's not a funny, I said pretty depressed. What does that mean? Oh, she's pretty and depressed? Pretty much. And yeah, yeah kind of depressed, pretty depressed. Yeah. <laughs> do you learn to, are you learning to manage your depression? I am. Yeah. I actually just moved into um, hypnotherapy as a form of therapy away from talk therapy. I was just finding, yeah. And you do I, not need talk therapy. Just like you do not need talk therapy and you do not need meditation. You need someone to soothe your nervous system. Yeah, totally. Cause it's running out of control. And I think it's, yeah, it's all words. I mean, I love, I love the education of this journey. I think, you know, I've been going through a little something this week and I just have to practice patience. And that's a really difficult thing for me as well. So I'm just learning that my, my rapid brain, although it's brilliant in so many ways, it's really a form of um, like self-abuse or like self-harm. Uh, and so I'm at the stage and I'm new on this journey as well. So excuse any of my ignorance, but, and so I wanted to do it as a podcast. I'm, I'm learning things. I'm just not quite at the point of, you know, when I have the onset of a panic attack, it's like, I know what's happening, but still don't quite possess the, the, the tools to stop things. So I'm at the awareness phase, I feel of my journey. So I'd love for you to take the astrology. It's only twice a year, the doors open, but the astrology class opens in January and in September and Great. people like you who have great minds, cause you were so right. Mercury and Gemini, you're super smart. To learn the language is so soothing. It all of a sudden it all makes sense. And there's a relief that occurs for people. They I get so many thank you notes. I get I, so many gifts mailed to me because husbands write to me, go, my wife is back. What did you do? Beautiful. That's so nice. I love that. Um, and so how what was the pivot into psychology? Was it the same curiosity that you had? Well, so I was a dancer in the early part of my life and I did dance therapy for my undergrad. And then astrology was always sitting right next to me. And I thought this dance therapy stuff is never going to get me a career. It was too, I was way ahead of my time. I've always been a few steps ahead of everyone. And then um, I found that I needed to go to graduate school. And so I loved it and I learned the therapeutic skills. I'm very, very thankful I did that. But truthfully, my own depression, to your point, um, motivated me to stay in therapy and keep doing the work, your educational work. And then I had to realize that I couldn't cry. For example, I cut down my emotional body so hard in my childhood because you couldn't cry that I had to go do primal screen therapy and hitting the pillows. And I had to really embody and express because like you were both born the same day. I get stuck in my head. And while I can talk myself in and out of a box, it doesn't adjust my heart or my body or my tummy. And I had I had a lot of physical symptoms that were screaming, you're not listening. So I went to therapy like you. And, and we have some 
astrologers who are therapists on my team that I can endorse comfortably because they're so good. They combine the two. So they would just right off, look at your chart right off the top. And they would say, okay, Kim, you have a sun square moon. You're energetically suffering from the nervous system issue because that's what's in the chart. Virgo Gemini's don't match. They're both hyper and they conflict and they argue. So when I, so an astrologer, a therapist would say, okay, let's talk about how to soothe your nervous system. Mm. Well, there's water as soon as you're in a bath or a shower or the ocean. I was like, I literally just did an interview and it was like, how do you relax? And I was like, as long as I'm in a shower, well, my mom always said, when, you know, if you're having a bad day, the first, like have a shower and start again. So I, I guess subconsciously or underwater is like the only place that I feel yeah, that calmness. So that's great. Okay, great. Because water really does soothe the nervous system. That's for real. Yeah. As soon as you get in a hot tub, the muscles relax. As soon as you get in a sauna, the toxicities begin to leave. So that's real. The ocean is just there to hold you. Mm. So basically my journey was honestly, like you being so determined to not suffer. I was, I, my whole family was so sad my whole childhood. And I thought, this can't be right. I'm a Gemini. I'm like a toy store. I'm like, where's the, I'm at the fun factory, but uh-huh. meanwhile, my inner world did not match my outer world. And I was getting more and more honest about it and going, I think I'm full of shit or something. Like I love what you said in the beginning. Am I faking this? Yeah. Cause I, I think, and that's sort of, you know, I'm an actress and on telly. And so it's kind of like, how can you be depressed? And I kind of felt that too. I was like, I have so much good in my life. Like it did feel very conflicted. And I think if I look reflectively on my life, it's always been there. I just never really understood that everyone's mind wasn't, you know, I even chop an onion and I'm judging how I'm doing it. And I'm like, you're a piece of shit. You can't even do it. You're like, like everything is just so. so When you become friends with Virgo and you understand it and you can put it through your ego in its seat, because that's all the ego mind. And you say to it, excuse me, no one asked you to come cut the onion. How do you even get invited here? You become in charge. This is how I put it. You have, you imagine a seat to the left of you, not where your mom is. And you say, and you say, and you say to your mind, you're going to sit there and you're going to listen to me. So I'm going to cut the onions and you're not getting up. And now you become the the person in charge and that changes everything overnight. And that's what we teach in astrology. Your observer comes on, you begin to identify these characters that take over our lives. Like Mm -hmm. the depressed part of me, she, if she could, she would just have me stay in the bed. Mm. Wait, what? What are you talking about? And I can feel her and I go, honey, I'm not mean. I go, honey, you're not in charge. I'm so sorry. You thought you were in charge of me. You stay in bed in your little imagination. I have to go to work now. And by the way, I love my work. Mm-hmm. And then the depression goes away. And we know what the medicine is that makes us help that down feeling go away. Or some people it's exercise if they have fire. That's for me. Some people it is talking. They need to verbalize with their best friend or their mother or some people, they have to go to work. That would also be me. <clears throat> and some people, they really suffer. And it's a practice for them. I have a, a child like this. It's a practice for them to be comfortable with the fact that they're sad. But it's not them that's sad. It's the water element on planet Earth. And we should be sad right now, for God's sake. Look what's going on. Totally. Yeah. I've never imagined in a million years at 2023 we would go back to a war between Arabs and Jews that would create 
a lookalike from 4,000 years ago. It's shocking to me that we're back in caveman days. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And I'm sure as I'm projecting that you are probably an empath, I think it's a lot too, especially yeah, when you need So to- you know what I do every single day? I cry. I let myself, I've reduced all judgments of that. And mm-hmm. then I have the best day. I give myself like an hour every day. And when it hits me, it hits me. Yeah. And then I get up and I go, and done with that. And that's a decision as a water person to know that I am not going to let depression or sadness take over my life. Mm. Do you have any, um, and, and this is more advice again to the astrologer and the psychologist of um, a lot of people who listen to this podcast do feel like they're almost two different personalities. You know, their depression is a part of them that they keep aside or they kind of suffer in silence. I have a lot of uh, overachievers and perfectionists that listen probably because I speak to their experience in some way. Um, And I think even for me, like including me as a whole, I have a real struggle with that. Is this just the conflict between the Virgo and Gemini or how do I, besides just telling it to sit down, is there a way to kind of have more acceptance of me as a whole. Listen to me. You haven't told it to sit down yet. I'm telling you a technology, <laughs> technology that works. But first things first, you have to identify, and this is where astrology comes in, what are the voices and yes. specifically become friends with them. Oh, I have a critic. I'll pretend I'm you. I have a critic who always wants to get it right and has this unbelievable edge where she never feels like she is. Well, that's a good thing to know. Her intention is to make sure I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. But the result is I'm never that good at what I do, according to her. So that's kind of, con- so you become aware, second step. Now you go put her in your seat. You you haven't done it yet. It takes, no, not you at know, all. It takes years. I am so good now at being able to say, oh, because I have kids. So we worry about our kids. Ask your mom. We worry about our kids. And then I say to my worrier, my mother worrier, I say to her, excuse me, not right now. I, I now have a relationship with those voices. It took me so long. Mm. It is a muscle and it is a workout because depression is an energetic feeling in the body of heavy. Mm-hmm. It blots out everything. I call it swamping. It's like you're going down into the water and suddenly everything's wet. And when you come out, you're still wet. Think about it. It takes a long time for water to dry. Air people just change their mind, not water. I got it to give me a minute. I'm in a mood. I'll get back to you. Once I became friends with my moods, mm. And I acknowledge that the water was the element that was taking me out. And it doesn't, it is not overnight. I, I have now, I hate to say it, it scares me to say it because I always feel like I'll be tested. But I, I really feel now that I know the medicines that I can use in my life that reduce my sadness. One is the release of the emotional body. And two is the mastery of telling it to sit down kindly. But without those two pieces, the awareness and then the command position. Yeah, that's really good. Cause you're right. I haven't told it to sit down. I think if anything, I just turn the noise up on other things and band-aid it. And I'm like, I'll drown you out with something else. I'll just distract. And no, it doesn't. Cause then I just get burnout because I'm like, and it catches up on me, you know? And then when I have moments of rest, which you know, I'm trying to learn about feminine energy and receiving the good that I put out. It's a really, it's not a pleasurable experience, relaxing or resting. It's it's loud and quite scary. And so I just continue. I understand completely. I move my body and I'd be curious because you have no fire, but I have to every single day 
hike, bike, walk, swim, jump, tennis. I have to do something. Or I And I did a session for Madonna many years ago, and she told me that. She said that, I like she straight up said she would be depressed if she didn't exercise every day. And I was like, mm-hmm. noted. And I've done it ever since. I have recently started exercising and it really does make a difference for me. I like in a class with loud music and friends and keep it social. And so I do really enjoy it, but it's also the first thing to fall off if I'm not. That's right. You know what I think of it as exercise is exorcism. It gets the shit off of me. And this is really important to say. No one should be alive right now and not feel depressed because they're dead. If they're if they're not feeling sad about the state of affairs that's occurring in your family, in your mind, in your town, on the planet, in the ecology, in the waters, come on. So yeah. I tell people, I'm so glad to hear you're depressed. You yes. care. You really care, don't you? It really matters to you, this life. You really genuinely want to be able to love yourself. Beautiful. That's beautiful. And that makes me want to cry. And that's beautiful too. And then once we accept the human condition, this is my new book. The first line of my new book is um, it's a setup. You couldn't get it, you can't, you couldn't get it right if you tried to. This this whole thing is a big mess. Yes. <laughs> and once I realized this is back to telling the truth. I realized and I was like, that's comforting. I couldn't get it right if I tried. The whole point of this is to get it wrong and see if I could be kind as I get out of that dilemma, that pain, that story, that depression, that breakup. And if I can get out and keep my heart open. Good job. And it's, you know, I'm almost 70. I'm older than I look. I'm going to be reaching 70 in the next three years. And I can tell you that. Well done. You stunning, beautiful energy and a curious mind. The most attractive thing to me, people who are still learning. Yeah. Of course, the little Gemini. And, And I can tell you that at this age, it gets better and better and better because now when depression comes and she's still here, she's never gone away. I'm just going to tell the truth. I never took meds either, but she's never gone away. If I'm alone too long, one, two, if I feel like there's a lack of compassion that I hear too many stories of the lack of compassion, these are the ways I get depressed very quickly. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh my God. So I don't like being in a body. I mean, I'm good at it. I'm very physical. I'm very athletic and it's kept me young, but I I can't wait to be an angel. I can't wait to get out of this. And meanwhile, I shouldn't tell people that I am thoroughly enjoying being here. I made a decision many years ago during an eclipse that I would stop saying I wanted to go home. Yeah. I stopped it and I said, listen, honey, unpack your bags you got a long movie in front of you and we're not doing this anymore. And once I did that and I decided to be here and I made it a free will decision and not vague and I wrote it down and I went to therapy and I talked about it, I am now fully here. That I can say that confidently. That doesn't mean depression isn't just standing behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. It just means that because of my commitment, I've entered the free will zone. I choose to be here. I choose to let myself be sad and I know how to say, can you sit down now? And that might mean calling a friend. I have a best friend who I talk to every single day, Gemini. Look who's coming to see us. He's always a menace when I'm doing when my attention is elsewhere. He'll find his way around. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. I have a best friend like the kitty cat, it could be the dog that I talk to every day. And I 
without that, it's been 30 some years, I don't know where I'd be. So as a Gemini, I can say to you, it's really important to connect. That helps reduce the depression. And I tell her, I feel I felt today was a really hard day. So it's great that I can say it without her band-aiding it. Yeah, actually, that's a really great piece of advice because I do think, although a lot of people very well-intentioned, um, maybe you know, new as we learn new verbiage and we move into a space where these conversations are, are held more regularly. I even noticed, uh, you know, saying I was depressed. The uh, feedback was not questions, just solutions. And I actually was like, oh, this has actually pushed me further into depression than out because now I feel like I was burdensome and I should have just gone for a run or I should have like, here's a list of should I should have done and am not rather than I think. Just, oh my God, the last thing your Virgo needed. Totally, just more feedback. Like I was like, oh no, I've already made quite a long list. Thanks, I'll add to it. Um, yeah, what, what, what would be, uh, if, if someone is like, oh, I'm feeling this way. How does your friend hold space for that conversation? Let's be complained. You have to have a friend who will let you be depressed to your point and not put the Band-Aid on it. No, listen, this is real for me. It's not going away. I'm telling you something. The rest of your life, you've got a son in the 12th house. You were born as a mystic. And the mystic can't stand this life because there's violence. The mystic has no arms, no guns. That's what the, that's what you saw in the in Gandhi. Like we're not doing this game. They're mystics. They're outside this world. So for you, you're always going to feel like you're an outsider here until you realize. Oh wait, wait, wait. That's the story. That's my little personality. Look at me. I got a little package on. It's all Shakira. You're look what you're doing for all of us in this podcast. You are giving us the gift to talk about a topic that we are not allowed to talk about. Do you know how unusual that is? Like no one talked about this when I grew up. We were never, ever allowed to tell somebody we were depressed. It was like you had the cooties or you just farted. Like, ew, you wouldn't even say it. You were so scared to say it. Now I'm so proud of you. You're doing a podcast for people that are high achievers to admit that they have a friend behind them that no one ever wants to talk. And by the way, you don't have to band-aid it. My friend holds space and she lets me B, I say to her, sometimes I call and I say, boy, I'm so fucked up. And instead of her saying, oh, she says, yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm so thankful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because it is well-intentioned. It's, you know, I, I understand the need to want to fix. It's just, uh, yeah, being on the receiving end of it, 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 it gives such the, a different response. Um yeah, thank you for sharing that. I don't know where the last half hour has gone, but um, I, a question I like to end on, and I'm I'm curious because I imagine yours is interesting, chaotic, delightful, is uh, what does your brain look like? And you can interpret that however you want. Maybe it's a garden. Maybe it's a haunted house. Maybe today I it's know. different. No, I, I was shown this in a vision once. Oh, I have a pyramid inside my head. Oh, great. And, and it has all these files with astrology on them. That's all I got. Beautiful. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what I, I try to remember what I just read, but yeah. I can remember your chart. I'll never forget. You're a double Gemini moon in Virgo till I meet you again in 300 lifetimes. I have a crazy pyramid inside my head filled with stars. That's cool. I like that. That's awesome. I love that brain for you. That's perfect. That's like the first person that's ever told you that one. Yeah, definitely. I've had some. What are some of the answers you've gotten? I'm so curious. I got her. There was this amazing entrepreneur lady, and 
I loved her answer. She said that it's a garden and some stuff is dead and some stuff is blossoming. And she'll walk through it and just remember that the stuff that's dead will bloom again. And there's also stuff that she planted a long time ago that hasn't even grown yet, but she has faith that when the season comes, it will. And she needs to remember while some of it looks barren, there's stuff bubbling underneath. And I was like, my God, I want a garden brain. Like when I first did this exercise, I was like, oh my God, I really do need help. My brain is just a curly haired woman staring at the screen with glasses and you've asked her to go get something and she's surrounded by bulging filing cabinets. And she's like in a fluster because she doesn't know where it is and so I was like I was like oh man a garden's a way better answer (laughs) so Gemini it's like these file cabinets are just blooming with too much information she can't find a thing and she's staring at you totally like I don't know what you want what do you want us to do and I'm like I don't know like (laughs) mine is a informed very well-informed astrological pyramid that doesn't resemble anything on this planet. It's a it's a chamber that gives me the gift of channeling when I need to. All the astrology data that come like I still do readings once in a while. I'm doing one today, but I love the feeling when my brain starts to go ding. So cool. I love that for you. Well, someone did tell me, why don't you give the woman a cup of tea and a laptop and get the system figured out? I'm like, I'm working on it. Like it's like, okay, yeah. You deal with your brain. Thank you. I'll figure it out. (laughs) I love that so much. So good. Hey, I've made my time with you, but uh, thank you, Deborah. What a delight chatting to you today. It's uh, been really insightful and informative and and just so friendly and warm. So thank you. I'm really, really grateful. I hope you come study astrology with us because I can imagine your mind and then then you're the best cheerleader. Then you'll share it with everyone. Great. I'll definitely be in touch. That sounds like, and I love a class and I love learning. So that's great. <laughs> I'll follow through on like those, those crazy air signs. That that's right. Your moon in Virgo. That's the right use of Virgo. I got you. Hey, thank you, Deborah. I'm very grateful. Bye.